0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: You are listening to Believe in Everything Auburn, which is presented to you by BetOnline. Betonline BetOnline.ag, your number one source for all baseball info, stats, news, and scores. Get the latest odds and lines, including the latest player reports for this year's pro basketball playoffs. Bet Online is always your sports information headquarters this season. As we have you covered for all your sports wagering needs basketball, MLB, NHL, UFC, boxing, you name it. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info, including live betting options and your favorite casino and card games that you can play right from the comfort of your home. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to get in on the action and be sure to use our promo code believe that is b, l, e, a, v. And they're going to give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That is betonline.ag. We so appreciate our sponsor, and it is where the game starts. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another riveting episode of Believe in Everything Auburn. Taylor Davis, Jason Campbell, the man, the myth, the legend, we back, and we're healthy. Last week, your girl was down, she was sick, the pollen had gotten to her, but we're feeling better, and just in time for a big week, it is draft week, and... I obviously have the perfect co-host to talk to about this, someone who has been through the draft in a very high-profile way, and we're going to get all the ins and outs to what a draft week looks like. But for me, as a lover of college football, the draft is always so freaking exciting just (laughs) to see... We literally get to see dreams come true. Like, it's it's the coolest thing for a few days to get to watch and, and see where all of these guys will at least begin that next phase of their career. So we're going to send you into the week with a little preview episode of the draft. We'll dive in deeper into our expectations on our second episode this week. So make sure you stay locked in all week. And we'll catch you up on some other things happening down on the plains, but... News just broke before we started recording, and I gotta ask you about that first. Aaron Rodgers is apparently heading to the Jets. So, give me your literal, like, initial yeah. thoughts on this because it—you literally just pulled up your phone and it just happened. Give me your thoughts.
0: Yeah, it's about time. Uh, definitely yeah. about time. This is, has been a a soap opera for so long uh, between Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers. The uh, mm-hmm. last three years has all been about. is he going to stay? Is he going to leave? He's not there working out with the guys. So they're giving him time away. So this is just something, if you're Green Bay, you're trying to build your football team. You have to have your young guys and your veterans there together and Mm -hmm. especially at the quarterback position. And, and like I said, change of scenery sometimes is good. Um, I think in this situation, Aaron has been at Green Bay for a very, very long time. And, this may reboost his energy level. This may get him more excited about playing football again, uh, by going to New York and that was a big city, you know, he's still a single man, uh, get a chance to kind of just focus on ball and, and kind of yeah. enjoy to enjoy, you know, there's a lot of nice restaurants. I know that for sure. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, it just changes it. It just kind of gives you a boost of energy. If you're a green Bay, yeah. then you have to feel good too, because y'all had a great run together and you know, not when have you ever heard of a great ending of, you know, I know, in the NFL between a player and a franchise? It very rarely it's happens. It's
1: hard. Yeah. yeah.
0: Joe Montana ended up from the 49ers to Kansas City. You know, Jerry Rice, so even, even, the, ended up leaving the 49ers and, mm-hmm. you know, he played for multiple other teams. So it very rarely happens. So this is a situation that's not shocking, but I think Green Bay now gets a chance to see what they have in Jordan Love. Uh, with his contract coming up very soon. So they need to put eyes on him and see what he can do.
1: Was any part of you expecting that he actually might just retire or no? Huh.
0: I think he would have retired uh, had they won the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. But also he Aaron has over 50 some million dollars this year that he's supposed to make in his salary
1: and that's yeah. a lot of
0: money to, to go home and be and, yeah. a and couch even though you made a lot of money that's still a lot of money and guaranteed to just say
1: nah i'm I good i not need
0: it you yeah i like guess because the older you get the more you realize how hard it is to make some of these finances and i didn't see him walking away and leaving that on the table that's uh, fair so i no nah, I, I wasn't shocked that he didn't retire but I'm not even shocked about the trade. Honestly, I thought it was a year too yeah. late. I thought it was going to happen last year, honestly.
1: Yeah. Are you surprised that it's the Jets, or you think it makes sense?
0: No, it makes sense because the Jets have a really good defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're a young receivers. football team. They got really good receivers. Their core is there. If you look at the division, New England doesn't scare you as much anymore. Uh Fair. You know, Miami is is, you know, Miami is a good football team. They've added some weapons this year, but mm-hmm. still doesn't scare you a whole lot. And then you look at Buffalo, you know, that's the team in that division right. that um, you know, it's kind of like, but have they peaked already? Is the question. And, but in the Jets is the up and coming rising team. So if you go by quarterbacks just in that division, then you have to say, you know, two has been injury prone. Um if you if you think from a standpoint of Buffalo. It's gonna come down between Josh Allen and Aaron Rodgers. True. Yeah, you know, I really think so. I I think that's gonna be a. I think it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun for football this year. Uh, we'll see what happens. But you're putting a veteran player though with a bunch of young players. So it's
1: true. You know, I'll be interesting if it kind of. mirrors the tom brady to tampa situation where maybe he ends up getting a couple other veteran guys over to the jets with him the way tom did got gronk out of retirement like kind of put the a couple pieces that he's comfortable with and and confident in with that youth and that newness of this team and Look, it it led to a Super Bowl for Tom, so it could definitely work. But um, as far as the details of the trade, the Jets get Aaron Rodgers pick number 15, a 2023 fifth round pick, which will be 170. And then the Packers get pick 13, a 2023 second round pick, sixth round pick, a conditional 2024 second round pick that becomes a first if Rodgers plays 65% of the plays. Solid trade, good good terms.
0: Well, they have to agree to something. No one's gonna give up their first round picks as many as I think Green Bay was trying to get for mm-hmm. a quarterback that's thirty-eight years old and a right. quarterback that's saying he has thought about retirement. Once you start to think about retirement, you're getting close to retire. So mm-hmm. I think Aaron is looking at this as a two year opera a two year window where he'll yeah. go to New York, he'll play with the Jets for two years, see if he can win a Super Bowl there and compete for one. And after that, I think he's retiring. He's moving on that's regardless. Too uh when you think about it's better that it happened now because mm-hmm. i remember years ago brett Favre got traded to to the jets and that happened in august so mm-hmm. he didn't have the off season to prepare with the players and everything so True. aaron now getting traded in april and before the draft they get a chance now to look at their draft in depth and see like who they need to draft at what positions to fill this roster up because they know We're not building no more. Now we're going for it all for the next two years. So it's gonna change some of the dynamics. I wouldn't be surprised if the Jets trade some of their picks trying to get some veteran guys to come in and be on their roster with Aaron. So yep, the timing, the timing fits. It
1: does. And like you were saying, sometimes you need new scenery, new environment. Because Uh I do think, you know, Aaron felt slighted even back to the Jordan Love pick, you know, and, and the way the Packers were clearly kind of preparing for what was next which was smart but it, it was almost like he wasn't in the know about it and he felt a little slighted when all of that transpired
0: green bay is a story franchise that you know they run they run things very well They're football uh they don't have ownership so it's kind of ran by a committee so it gives that room an opportunity to sit in there and talk details and build a, a franchise because they did the same thing with brett farr and they drafted aaron Rodgers. brett farr mm-hmm. was kind of felt slighted because he didn't feel like his play had dropped, but they were yeah. already looking for the future. They did the same thing with Jordan Love to Aaron. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's just how they do things. They prepare rather than falling behind and then saying, oh, let's try to figure it out. So you can't get mad at the franchise for doing right. that. You know, so you have to respect game.
1: It'll be interesting to see how this next chapter unfolds for him just had to get your input because it literally broke right before we started. Uh, but speaking of next chapter, a lot of guys are going to be entering that this week, the NFL draft is upon us happening down in Kansas city. Well, I guess out, not down in Kansas city, my former home for about a year. Shout out Casey. And like I said, we're going to give our picks top five Auburn guys where we think they'll land. But I just wanted to sit back and have a little story time from JKM (laughs) because us peasants have no idea what it's like preparing for a draft. And no, I mean, I think, you know, it's so highly covered Thursday Uh through Sunday, right? But like, and we know about the combine and the pro day and all of that, but like this last week before it all happens, what was this week like? Because it, it kind of was the last week before you know, your life changed, truthfully.
0: Yeah. Whew, I tell you, this week was an exciting, exciting week at one time, but then okay. nervous at another. Uh, just sure. because, one, you are excited about getting all this combine, everything's done. Now you yeah. get a chance to see what city you're going to be playing in, where you're going to be living at. You know, you're just excited about getting going, getting to the next step. It's been like right. four or five months since your last game for most of these guys. And, hmm you're used to training and working out with a team to prepare for the next season. But during this time you're preparing as individuals by
1: yourself, better, huh? Yeah,
0: by yourself to better yourself in the draft and to get yourself prepared for whatever team you're going to get drafted to. So the scenario changes from a mentality standpoint. Now the exciting, mm-hmm. the nervous part about it is anything can happen in the draft. You could be, somebody could tell you, Hey, you're projected to go, you know, here or there but you really don't know until those picks start rolling in because it's all about what teams need at the time that they need them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it makes it really nervous. There's a lot of uh, families, you know, people have parties and everything and you've seen some of these parties be very, very good. You know, people are excited. You see tears, you see dreams, you see guys, you know, everything they've been dreaming of since they was a child become reality. And then the other part you've seen the part where families gotten together and the kid didn't get drafted and was projected to get drafted and you know, and then you Ooh. have to, and they have to sit there and, and like live through that moment. That's tough, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard because you want to be so excited, but you know, nothing's set in stone until your name is actually called. And right. uh, so this week can be a little bit of a, a of a rock and roller coaster for most of them. <laughs> <laughs> if you are top five, top 10,
1: yeah. you know,
0: 15 draft pick you're not as nervous you know because you know you're gonna go somewhere within those top 15 picks and you know that you're going you know like you can kind of start living your life a little bit because you know what yeah. your contract's gonna kind of look like too because they're slotted but mm-hmm. I tell you though like it's it, it is it's a surreal moment and for a lot of guys some of them will be in Auburn uh I can't I was in Auburn during draft week where are uh, you yeah yeah some guys will probably be in Auburn as well Uh, some guys where'd you watch it oh where i was staying at so okay yeah so my family and everybody they came to auburn and uh uh, yeah so we watched it there and uh you know some guys did it at their homes i remember carlos he was in augusta you know ronnie was actually at the draft uh cadillac was was back in his hometown in gaston alabama uh so everyone was kind of spread it out and everything and uh you know, but what a what a, what a surreal moment for these for these guys.
1: Who was the first teammate that you talked to once y'all all knew where you were going?
0: Well, I actually congratulated uh my my former three guys that went before me, Ronnie, Lack, and uh, Carlos. And yeah. people don't know this, but we was the first first uh, team ever to have four first round draft picks in the SEC. We was the first SEC in school SEC. in college football to have four first round draft picks on one team uh We also was the first backfield in college football history to have all three guys get drafted in the first round. But there was some history made that year. And I just congratulated those guys. And they was like, hey, you're Nets, you know, and everything. Because for me, it was anywhere between 15 and 25. I didn't really know, you know, at yeah. the time. And you no know, so for me, it was once I got wind of when I was going to get drafted, because I got the call from Washington and they said, hey, if what's the name doesn't take you four picks before, then we're going to take you at 25. And okay. that was the whole year that, you know, you sit in there and you like, okay, so I leave, I walk out, I leave my family and everybody in the room. So I already knew like, once I get to 25, if I don't go here, then I knew the next four picks was like different. They wanted different positions because okay. those teams were in play. So I said, all right, I just step away for a little bit, get away from the noise. You know, everybody was in there watching TV. So when it got to 25, immediately my phone rang. And Coach Gills was like, Hey, Jason, how you doing? You know, are you <laughs> excited? You know, it's come. You know, your time is here and we're so um, excited to get you here and, you know, and and, and everything. And, you know, you're just like pumped up, but I'm away from you okay. about this time. So they still hadn't announced it yet on the screen. So after I finished oh. talking to him and I finished talking, you know, with my coordinators and everybody and and then once I hung the phone up, I kind of sat there. And then when they said my name downstairs on the TV, everybody jumped up and they got loud.
1: <laughs> and then
0: everyone was looking for me. And then I finally walked down and walked into the room. And, uh, and at that time I hugged my mom and dad, my Aww. brother and sister was there. And then I went out back, all my high school friends and, and college buddies, my, my receivers were there, Courtney and Ben and all those guys was I there. I love it. should do. So they was all at my house. So I go outside. And I was talking with Coach Borges and my parents. And at that time, they called back, and I was talking to them again, Coach Gibbs and, and everybody, and they wanted to talk to my parents this time. So, oh. yeah, so it was it was a good moment. There's a picture. You know, not, not a lot of people see it, but I still have a picture saved. Uh, one of the photographers was at the house, and he was taking pictures. And my mom was sitting there crying with a hand over her face, oh. and my dad was laughing. And Coach Borges You're was kind of sitting there with his hand on my shoulder, and, uh, and I was sitting there, big cheesy, you know, on the phone, and uh, <laughs> you know, it's just one of those moments that I would I would want, you know, to relive again with a relative or somebody, totally, you know, because it is a, it is a surreal moment.
1: And I think that's really cool that you had that in Auburn. You know, I I didn't know that I didn't know that you were in Auburn for the draft, and so to kind of have that moment in the place that prepared you for it, essentially, is really freaking cool okay so you had reached out to those three to congratulate them so then did they blow you up once once your name got called
0: yeah yeah they blew me up and uh, told me <laughs> you can still hear noise in the background of their homes though because you know it was still loud and it's everything.
1: party
0: time <laughs> but with that still comes pressure you know immediately after that day it, it really turns to like okay they're calling you you're on a flight the next week well first of all they fly you up there the day after the draft and you take your pictures, you talk press conference, you do all the, all those different things. And then once you're done with the press conference, you know, then they fly you back. And this is the first time you got, got on a private jet, but they pick the, they pick you up in their private jet and they fly you up. And Oof. once they drop you back off, they say, Hey, we'll be flying you back up next weekend for a rookie mini camp." So, wow. you know, you have a rookie mini camp for three days, And then you have a couple more days off and then you're right back that following week. And now it's rookies and veterans mini camp. So you, it gets going, it gets happening pretty, pretty quick soon after the draft. So, um, you know, you celebrate, but then it's time to get the business.
1: Yeah. You really hit the ground running nowadays, you know, when we're watching the broadcast, the guys that opt to stay home for the draft, a lot of them have cameras in their house that are being fed in for the broadcast. Were they doing that when you got drafted?
0: They weren't doing that back then. No. Uh, yeah. I wish they were. All the memories of like who was there and you know, yeah. and, but they didn't have all that now. I tell these guys, I say, man, y'all have everything nowadays. They have cameras <laughs> social media, uh, you know. Literally. Making money off of it too, because you mm-hmm. have companies saying, Hey, we put a sign in your back of your, in the back of you. And when they come to draft you, you know, we'll pay dollars some Yeah, so marketing. So it's all like, you know, change now.
1: It's crazy. And it also gives us those incredible moments like C.D. Lamb snatching the phone out of his girlfriend's hand. So like, you know, we get gold like that too. So I can't wait to see the viral moments that happen in this year's draft. But nonetheless, real quickly, a little transfer portal update because this is the final week that the transfer portal is open. It closes on the 30th. Today is the 24th. Not a ton of movement still has happened since we last spoke for Auburn. Like we mentioned, Tavares Dawson entered the portal. He is actually now committed to Cincinnati. So that is where he will be going Jeffrey Emba, um, which we talked about last week, linebackers Powell Gordon and Desmond Tisdall, and linebacker Cameron Brown, which is Derek Brown's brother. All of those guys have also entered the portal. Now, what I think is also important to keep in perspective, Jay, is, you know, This coaching staff is, yes, definitely open to adding pieces, but they're still going to be intentional about the talent. Okay. It it still is quality over quantity. And I actually saw that less than 3% of players inside the top 500 players in the country right now are currently uncommitted. So less than 3% are highly touted you know, caliber athletes that don't have a home right now. So it's not like there's just this crazy influx of big names happening right now. I think there's a misperception when it comes to that. Now, Jordan Hudson, TCU wide receiver, Brennan Thompson, Texas wide receiver, and a recent addition happening, I believe yesterday, Colorado wide receiver, Montana, Lamonius Craig, uh, he has entered the portal and supposedly... Auburn is a potential for him. So, those are some of the biggest names, probably the top three that are available right now. Cincinnati quarterback Ben Bryant has also entered the portal, as well as Utah State quarterback Bishop Davenport, who has ties to Philip Montgomery. Montgomery um, actually tried to recruit him at Tulsa. So, That is currently what's going on. Still no update on TJ Finley and his plans. I'll just leave that at bay, but it is expected that this transfer cycle, whenever it concludes this weekend, is going to break the record number of departures in the FBS that last year's cycle set, which was 3,083. This year's is expected to surpass that. So we still got a few days, Jay. It could certainly happen, and, you know, more names could enter this week.
0: Yeah, the portal's probably – like I said, Saturday is the, is the deadline, I believe. So, you're probably going to see a lot of action take place Wednesday, Thursday. There's a lot of conversations probably taking place right now with coaches and their players since a lot of teams finished spring ball of last week. So, yeah, you know, there's a lot of exit meetings going on. And sometimes these kids end up in a portal because maybe – they both. It's a mutual decision uh, to, to go elsewhere. So I do expect some more names to hit the portal this week. This is kind of like they're a new thing every year. But a lot of these kids really need to know as well that not everybody finds a home.
1: Exactly. And, you
0: know, all these schools that was trying to get you or whatever, getting on the phone, trying to talk through other people to get you to come there. And then all of a sudden you're in a portal and then they're not now there. Now what? Mm-hmm. You know, now what? Now you can't even go back to the other school that you was at because, they feel like a commitment was broken. And mm-hmm. uh and you can't get mad at them because you know this is a committed type thing. I want guys yeah. that want to be here. Uh so this is a tough deal. And you know, college football also changed the rule this week, too. You know, the clock will continue to start, continue to run after first and second down. I mean after the first down and in D1 and in Division two, II. division three, it will stop like it normally has. But so there's a lot of changes right now, Taylor. So you got the transfer portal, you got the rules changing. I think the rules trying to speed up the game a little bit, except for the two minutes, it will stop. So we'll see what happens with that because it seems like it's NFL is what it seems like, even in all aspects of the game.
1: And the XFL implemented a lot of that too. The clock steadily moved, but they had the two minute breaks that were consistent. I personally don't need college football games to be shorter, but that's just me. I I, I guess I'm just a f- obsessed with it, so I don't know. MLB, let's freaking crank that out, okay? But college hey, football, I I know they're working on it too. The pitch clock, thank God. Um, but nonetheless, we'll keep an eye on the transfer portal this week if any updates happen. Like Jay said, it probably be will be more like back heavy to the week, and then we and go it's right into the basketball
0: transfer portal.
1: There's a lot going on. (laughs) Basketball has added UAH transfer Chaney Johnson. He is a junior who joins with two years of eligibility remaining. He is making the jump from D2 to the SEC. And I feel like this could end up being such a cool story if if he has some stellar breakout season like that's a freaking feature piece waiting to happen and he played high school ball at Thompson so definitely familiar with the area he grew four inches once he got to college so he wasn't heavily recruited he was kind of overlooked gets to college grows four inches he becomes conference player of the year like balls out and now Bruce Pearl is giving him the opportunity on one of the highest levels of college basketball so really really cool story yeah you know, like
0: he, he grew four inches so in high school the reason a lot of these schools <laughs> weren't on him because of his probably height really like he's grown and his put it away his body has caught up with his athleticism and I think uh this could be a really really good story
1: he was announced as a guard but There is expectation that he could play the four alongside Jalen Williams. Now, Jalen has also announced that he is declaring for the draft. Same thing that Janai Broom is doing, declaring for the draft, kind of seeing where they sit in that while maintaining their college eligibility so they still could come back fingers crossed that they both do um, Chaney Johnson is now the third edition this offseason for Bruce Pearl and co joining freshman point guard Aiden Holloway and FIU shooting guard Denver Jones we are currently competing with Missouri and Miami for small forward transfer Matthew Cleveland he has said that Auburn is in his top three And we have officially announced Corey Williams as a new assistant coach who was previously at Texas Tech. So there is your quick basketball update, but there is also a baseball update for you that is happy news because the team, Comeback Kids, once again, just... Uh, a personality trait of a Butch Thompson coached team apparently is no quit. They scored nine runs in the final four innings on Sunday to come back and take this series from Mississippi State winning 12 to 11. Just a crazy ending to that one. They are now 7 and 11 in SEC play. Now they head to Columbia to play South Carolina this weekend who currently has a 34 and 6 record. Auburn sits at 5th in the West behind LSU, Arkansas, Alabama, Texas A&M, South Carolina holding the top spot in the East, barely above Vanderbilt. Yet again, the SEC is just stacked this year. It is ridiculous. But Butch Thompson says, I hope that they're sitting at number one or two this weekend, because if we're going to start to garner any kind of respect for what we do, it has to be against teams like that.
0: Butch is a you know, strong-minded, encouraging, he energetic is. coach. And the fact that this season he knew there was going to be some roller coasters when you yeah. lose five uh pitchers from last season and everything, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. And now he's in a situation where they've had to come back from a lot of these games, because when you're in a learning curve, you have a bunch of young baseball players they kind of like try to feel the game out. You can't go into a lot of these games trying to feel them out. You got to go into the game ready to put the bat to the ball to and the ready ball. To feel the balls. <laughs> yeah. You gotta you gotta you gotta play with some intensity. You know, it's sometimes true. baseball can be a little relaxing, but I do feel like this team has an opportunity to learn so much this year. Um yeah. I was just I was just sitting here looking at right now. I was looking, okay, I I Irish. Who I had the pleasure to talk to a few weeks ago. Nice. You know, he's been named the SEC Freshman of the Week for the first two weeks of the season this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that's that's a, that's a big deal. Now Cooper McMurray has been named the SEC Player of the Week. Okay. So we have guys that are getting recognition, mm-hmm. and now it's just about trying to piece it all together. And that's that's like we said, the SEC is stacked this year you know there's some veteran teams out there LSU mm-hmm. you know the pitcher they have is throwing over 100 miles per hour I'm <laughs> just like this guy he's tall and he's well, he, he could he's be playing in the bigs
1: things. right now right
0: and that's what everybody say everybody say why is he in, not in some major league baseball team <laughs> yeah. right now? so Auburn just got to get back. They just got to continue yeah. to keep fighting and keep taking the salt wood. But, you know, this is a season I think will help them not maybe this year to get to where they want to get to. But who knows? Mm-hmm. Baseball is all about getting hot at the right time. We were having Ole Miss last year.
1: I was just about to say that, Jay.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah old Miss got hot last year, and they just took off. So right. if the same thing can just happen. So if I'm these guys, don't count yourselves out. Just keep competing, keep playing, and uh, anything can happen. You just got to get hot and see what happens.
1: And the flip side of that is just because you got hot doesn't mean it continues into the next season. Ole Miss pulled off a national championship run last season. They're sitting at the bottom of the West right now. And so uh, definitely hope that our guys can continue some momentum. I know that this series definitely uh, gave them a little spark. So hopefully they'll ride that spark to Columbia before we close it out. We are absolutely going to dive more into the draft on our second episode of the week, but for a little teaser, just to make sure all of our listeners come back, Carolina is the number one overall pick. And as we all know, Carolina desperately needs a quarterback. They have needed a quarterback, even when they've had a quarterback. It has just been (laughs) the tale of their seasons. So they're the number one pick, zero expectation. They're getting anything other than a quarterback. If you are the Panthers, Jay, you're on the clock. Yeah. Who are you getting?
0: Ooh, it's going to come down between Bryce Young and Stroud. Uh, I think both of these guys, you know, present themselves very well. I think it helps Stroud to play against Georgia in the playoffs. I mm-hmm. really do. Uh, but you got to go with Bryce. For many years at Alabama, they haven't had the defenses that they're used to having where they kind of, you know, keep teams low scoring mm-hmm. they had to outscore a lot of people the last two seasons mm-hmm. and even with will anderson on that side of the ball this guy has still you know has been there he's made some clutch throws out the clutch throw and clutch plays so it wasn't because of bryce young the reason they hadn't been in a national championship or had a chance to compete in the last right. two years you know so i just think it's just hard i know a lot of people beat him up about his size but the one thing i know about this kid his heart when I saw his Heisman speech, when I saw how he carries himself, uh, the way he talks about his teammates, the way he, you know, he's the type of guy I want leading my franchise. Fair. He's not a me person first; he's the team person first, and then, and then he worries about things that he can bring to the table. That's mm-hmm. what you need at that level. Um, the game has changed, Taylor. Back in the day, people would say, "Yeah, it's hard for him to play it in pro style offense." If But now it's changed. They want you to run. They want you mm-hmm. to move around. These offensive systems now are RPO games where it's kind of stick the ball in the running back's belt. If a guy comes up, you throw the ball behind him. So the game is changing. It fits his type of style. He's almost like a Chris Paul in a point guard in the NBA. Yeah. And, you know, because Chris Paul is a small guy, but he played with so much edge to him, mm-hmm. you know, and he's been doing it for years. He's been a multiple multi-time all-star in the NBA for years. So yeah. You know, I wouldn't pass up on Bryce Young in this situation. Uh, I would probably say Bryce. I know you're sitting there with that smirk on your face. Like you probably going opposite, which I'm going to ask you. But why wouldn't you take Bryce Young? His size. Yeah, but you're playing in a division that's not defensively on it. You know, I so am saying you're, you're playing against the Saints. You're playing against Atlanta. You know, so.
1: the The Panthers need a lot more than a quarterback. I'll just say that. The Panthers have, A, gotten rid of a lot of – I mean, their most, I guess, reliable target, DJ Moore, was part of the trade that got them this first-round draft pick. So his targets are also going to need to be established. If you bring a guy like Bryson, who I I totally understand the skill set that he brings does translate to the league way better than it did back in the day. But the nature of the game of football is still the wear and tear that it's gonna put on your body. We heard Derrick Henry say this a few weeks ago, no matter how good you are, the NFL is a different world than college football. You have to have time to adjust and assimilate and learn. And if he does not have the pieces around him, that are going to protect and allow him to get adjusted, I think his size becomes an even bigger disadvantage. I think CJ Stroud is more what they're going to be able to plug in with the personnel, his style of play, his build, and what they're going to ask him to do, I think would adjust a lot better. With that said, I think the Panthers are going to draft Bryce Young. And I do think that his character and his leadership ability is what the Panthers need, because that That team has lost its way and it has lost its fandom. It has lost its identity. There has been so much turnover on that team and they haven't had a real identity, a real stout face to the program Mm -hmm. in years. So I think that for a variety of reasons, Bryce Young is going to be the fit, but I think long-term who would have a more successful career on the field, I think it would be CJ.
0: Well, those are strong opinions. I'm talking, about I wouldn't disagree. I would just say both can you know,
1: be true, Jay.
0: Both can be true. Uh, but you hit on something when you talked about leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jalen Hurts, for example, it's not like Jalen threw for all these gazillion of yards in the playoffs mm-hmm. before they got to the Super Bowl. You know, yeah. he had like two games where it was like 120 yards passing or something like that. But his yeah. leadership, as his teammates said, was missing. During those five games, I believe he set out when he was injured. And the team kind of hit a little sput, or they they wasn't looking the same. And people were so talking about statistics and everything. But for him, it just goes to show you, like, his leadership amongst that team was bigger than stats. And that's why I say, I think Bryce Young going to Carolina, I think, one, you need some excitement to get fans in the stands.
1: You do. And
0: who got the bigger name right now? Bryce Young or CJ Bryce. Bryce. So there's also a marketing element to this thing. Mm -hmm. Carolina's not crazy. They know they're not winning the Super Bowl next year or the year after Mm -hmm. that. Like, they know they got to build this thing up. So right now, they need to get people back in the stands and get people behind this franchise. And you do that by, you draft a kid like Bryce Young. And then there's not the pressure of, oh, we're going to go to Super Bowl this year or Super Bowl next year. They know you have to build this roster out. So I just think if you go with C.J. Stroud, you're still getting a really solid quarterback, but you're not You know, I understand he's a really good leader too, but you're not getting the fans and the people behind this thing to get people excited about coming to Carolina. Think about when Cam was there, you know, you know, doing all the the Superman stuff and everything, like
1: the best
0: and he was the first pick, you know. So it just made fans want to come to the game. You have some good guys on that team, but you Mm -hmm. need some leadership in that locker room because when when they got the interim head coach, they look like a totally different team. Than they do with Matt Rules yeah, there. They did. Uh, so why your guy, Jalen Carter, is not up there. You know, He's in everybody, two. everybody's automatically saying Panthers are gonna take a quarterback. So, yeah, they will. But what happens if Bryce or CJ doesn't go number one?
1: their struggles on the offensive side far outweigh the defensive struggles. Like they they took J.C. Horn with their first pick last year and and he's great and they've got DB. I mean, Derek's definitely been a stud for them and, and will continue to grow. So I think they know if you have the number one pick, you have a plan in mind. And even so they initiated a trade with Chicago to make that happen. They're doing it for their biggest problem, which is the offensive side.
0: And you look at it, everyone's talking about anthony richardson you know the thing about it is yes he's a big huge talent and i think a lot of people like to compare him you know to like a camp because he's a Cam. big strong guy wow. i would just think you know from an accuracy standpoint like i said if he can continue to try to improve his accuracy which is a huge deal in the nfl is accuracy um mm-hmm. but a lot of people are trying to put him above those two guys
1: i mean the guy's yeah. got raw athletic ability but if he throws a back tuck one more freaking time on a football field, I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I don't care that you can flip, bro. <laughs>
0: that's the thing. You know why these kids are doing that, right? To showboat. Yeah, everybody's trying to become more marketable for NIL dollars. That's why I take mentors. I take leaders and, and a disciplinary. You know, mm-hmm. someone that's steady, like you said, like which brings me to Auburn before we get off. Okay. Uh, you know, Auburn is now in a position I feel like to change the narrative. We've had two really rough seasons and mm-hmm. immediately the impact has already been felt under this new coaching staff in recruiting and, and transfer portal. I'd still think that from a leadership standpoint at the quarterback position, once we can hone in on that, I think we'll have opportunity to really be better this season. We got to worry about winning first. So I think Mm -hmm. if this football team can lock in start thinking about winning. And I think the leadership gets to a point where it needs to be. But Everyone always thinks quarterback has to be the leader. Your quarterback should be a leader. He needs to be a leader. But until he can get there, other positions got to carry that weight. And that's why I think Justin Rogers come in this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's why I think Luke Deal comes in this year. i I think those two guys they walk it they talk it Mm -hmm. and i think guys will listen to them so so i think that's where we're at right now but uh we're not far far away though
1: i agree I, i definitely think we could pleasantly surprise people because expectations are all over the place only time will tell so We will uh, wait and see. And time will tell where a lot of these guys begin their career in the next level. So we are so excited to get closer and closer to that. We will preview this one and get you caught up for it. Uh, We also may have a special guest. If it doesn't happen, I apologize, but our plan is to have a special guest for our episode on Wednesday. So with that, we will say goodbye here on Believe in Everything Auburn presented by Bet Online. Make sure you subscribe, everybody, if you haven't already, so you can get a notification every time we release an episode. You can also ring the bell on YouTube. Give us a like on there and a comment. Say War Eagle. You can find us on social media. Interact with us. Let us know what you want on these episodes. And then come on back on Wednesday for our heavily, Influenced NFL draft through the eyes of Auburn alum episode, hopefully with a special guest. And I think that is everything until we talk again. War Eagle, Jay, always a pleasure.
0: War (laughs) Eagle. Thank you for listening to Believe.